0: The following podcast contains spoilers and very rude words. everybody and welcome back to we watched a thing it is the end it's the last one we're gonna do it the end of all things the end of uh, even here at the end of all things we're gonna do it we're gonna do it sorry it's really late and i'm just excited to get this movie watched and done we are going to watch The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, a 2003 epic fantasy adventure film directed by Peter Jackson from a screenplay by Fran Walsh, Philippa Boyens, and Jackson, based on, of course, the 1955 novel, The Return of the King, the third volume of The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Some knee cracks going on there, mate. <laughs> It stars, of course, Elijah Wood, Ian McKellen, Liv Tyler, Vigo Mortensen, Sean Astin, Kate Blanchett, John Reese davies Bernard Hill, Billy Boyd, Dominic Monaghan, Orlando Bloom, Hugo Weaving, Miranda Otto, David Wenham, Carl Urban, John Noble, Andy Serkis, Ian Holman, Sean Bean. Such a list of names. What is Sean Bean's name doing there? And what is it about, Toph? The, look, the armies of darkness are pouring forward. We're going to have to have a fight. <laughs> Frodo needs to try and piff the ring There's, there's a bit going on Alright, should we hit play on this bad boy then? Mm. Alright, let's do it We made it We did it, it's nearly 2am We're full of nuggets, we're full of barley wine But we made it through The a really long film <laughs> especially that extended edition it's, oh, it's 4 hours 20 I was very very glad though. When 20 we got, minutes of credits I was, was going to say more than 20 minutes of credits I was very glad when we got to the end to discover that yeah, it's only as long as Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League <laughs> one of those films is worthy of its length <sighs> thank you Zack Snyder <laughs> forever indebted I wonder how long Justice League would be if it wasn't all in slow mo. <laughs> it's really late, but we did it. We watched Return of the King. Yeah, um, I have. I haven't, I've made some notes. I, I um, have notes too, as you know. Fun fact: I looked in the recycle bin for my for my notes to see if I had them from when we were going to do this a year ago. Yeah. Uh, no, they don't go back that far. I just had a bunch of shopping lists. <laughs> Anything interesting? No, it's the same every week. <laughs> you really should just stop making new lists and deleting them. Then you think. <laughs> I mean, okay, it's kind of hard to start this discussion. This is—it's the third time in like not that many hours really that we've spoken about these films, and um, okay. <laughs> well, okay, let me let me say that, like, much like Fellowship. I have a very distinct recollection of seeing this film for the first time at the cinema. Yeah. Um, This is the only one that I didn't see on opening day. Really? And and it pained me because we were in Victoria visiting some family. And I think we drove down on Christmas Day. Then on Boxing Day, we were doing family stuff. And so then on the 27th, it just got to a point where I said, "Mum, where are the keys to your car? I'm, I'm driving to Frankston. <laughs> Any anyone who knows Melbourne, yeah, um, knows that I was heading to what might politely be called a shithole <laughs> <laughs> to watch this film because I was like, I can't. No, this is I can't fucking go on without seeing this movie. Yeah." And the plan was to see it the next day. And everyone was just like, you can't wait one more day. And I was like, no, I cannot wait one more day. It's already been one day too long. Yeah. I am going to see this movie. Because, like, The Return of the King is my favourite of the books. It's, like, it's the best bit. It's the coolest bit. There's a bunch of awesome shit happening. So, and having loved the first two films, I went into this film. And I still do this. to Fucking 20 years later, I'm still doing this. Just setting myself up for disappointment. <laughs> The bar I set for this film was, this will be my favourite movie ever. Yeah, yeah, that's a high bar. <laughs> I mean, like, bar. I flat out was like, that's my past. That's, like, my under-over, whether this film has succeeded. Yeah. It was really just nothing short of for this to completely succeed. It has to be my favourite movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, after the first time I saw this movie, which I really enjoyed... I was mildly bummed because it wasn't my favorite literally my favorite movie ever. Oh, okay, I was going to ask whether maybe you you did feel a little bit of like you know like do you remember when we saw Force Awakens and we loved the shit out of it. We yeah, saw it's it Force seven Awakens times. fucking rules. <laughs> we saw it 7 times at the cinemas. And then you look back now and you're like it's not worthy of that. Did did you have a similar thing with this movie? Like at the time, did you think it was amazing? I look, I did really despite my despite the fact that I know that there was that little bit of letdown where I was like, oh, it's not my favorite movie ever. I, I still really liked it. I think I saw it four times at the movies. <coughs> yeah. And I think I'm I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. I, I remember seeing this at the movies as well. Like I mentioned, I, I saw this at the marathon, and I can't remember what time it started but I remember that it finished at (laughs) 6am and me and some mates just walked to one of their houses via Macca's on the way for breakfast and then just slept the whole day. And it was so good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, actually though, this, I don't know if I've told you this story before. This was the very, very, very awkward marathon where a friend of mine Broke up with his girlfriend between the second and third movies. What? Yes. <laughs> so then for the third movie, though, it was the most uncomfortable, awkward thing ever. And so they're both still there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Both there. <laughs> it was. It was really uncomfortable. Who is this person? Like, you've had some uncomfortable breakups. Like, I I don't think you've told this on the show, but there was the time where you broke up with someone and then had to sit there and tie your shoes back up because it was a no-shoe house. This is why I'm against (laughs) no-shoes inside houses. Imagine that for three and a half hours. Fucking hell. (laughs) Just let people wear shoes. (laughs) It says the man who literally sat down and said, "I'm taking my shoes off." I oh, did. They're back on now, though. I'm ready to break up with you at any moment. <laughs> you did that a year ago, mate. It's true. It still crushes me. So I don't love the start of this film. Yeah, you said that when it's, and I found that interesting because I like the start of this film. So I don't, I don't need Smeagol's backstory. You, you, as in you just you. You don't like its placement at the start as kind of the cold open, or you just don't need it at all? I don't need it. I know I, I know. I feel like I know enough. But, okay, is that you coming in as, forgive me if I'm wrong, I don't remember, did you say you've read the books? <laughs> 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 Do you think that's you coming to it as someone who literally knows the backstory? No, I don't think it is. I just I don't like. I was like, "Sweet, fucking lights go down in the movie." I'm so fucking utterly pumped for this film. And there's oh, it's actually Andy Circus, and it all looks a bit weird. And yeah, it doesn't nah, look, not uh, not yeah, for me. I will agree. I just don't like not the for look me. of that segment, but I, I I like it. I like that it's there. The one bit of it I really like is when he's turning from Smeagol into Gollum, really, and he has those lines about the things he's forgotten. Yeah, yeah, I um, forgot food, and I forgot this, and I forgot my, I forgot my yeah, own name. Yeah, <laughs> as he just uh, I, I like that way of the way that he explains the ring taking his- hu- I mean, yeah. I know he's not a human, but it's stripping him yeah. of his humanity. I like that way that it's, that it's explained. And I actually really like the look of the in-between golem. Yeah, there's one that just- he looks like the Grinch. Like, there's one particular one where it's like, is that Jim Carrey? Yeah. And while we're on Gollum, actually, I said in the last episode that I, every time I watch, I forget how disappointed I am in the look of Gollum because my memory of him is looking so good. He does look better in this one. They had definitely improved their technique between these films. Yes. They had a bit of practice. They had another 12 months to work on it. Gollum certainly looks better in this film than Two Towers. Yeah. Nice, Nice little move they do in differentiating- Smeagol from Gollum, when he's talking to himself in, uh, in that in that reflection. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, is, just, I mean, it's a great scene. It is a good scene, that one. And I remember one day it tweaked to me that the the reason Smeagol looks more sympathetic than Gollum, other than the, there's, there are differences in the facial expressions for sure, yeah, definitely. But Gollum is more toothy. <laughs> yeah, Smeagol like Puss in Boots in Shrek, has larger pupils than Gollum. Yeah, I and never it just noticed makes that. It just softens his whole look and makes him more approachable and likable than the little beady-eyed Gollum. I never noticed that before, but it does raise some questions. <laughs> like, physically, how does that happen? This is the same guy talking to his reflection. How come his reflection has smaller pupils? We do get. We do get, <laughs> beginning at this film. We get right back on um, on track with just what is pipe weed because oh. Mary and Pippin are fucked up, and they well, and they're talking about a particular strain as well. <laughs> yeah, they're enjoying the long bottom leaf that yeah that Saruman had stashed away, and yes, they're drinking as well. But they are <laughs> they're messed up. Those two. <laughs> And Gimli wants in. I really, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I like that in this series. Everybody's on the pipe weed. Like, yes, Saruman has a stash. He seems like the least fun guy ever. But even he's rocking the gun. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Saruman, he gets offed quite early in this film. Very early it must be well it's like virtually the second or third sequence in the film, yeah, and this might be dependent on which version of the film you're watching does he so for this one, we did watch the extended cut, yes of, of Return of the King. We only did theatrical for the first two because it was just a raging act of cowardice <laughs> yeah. by the two of us, but we did the proper one for Return of the King. Do you recall did that scene happen? In the theatrical release? I'm trying to- Return of the King? See, because- Or do they just leave him there? You know, I mentioned how long it's been since I've seen the theatrical versions. And I mentioned that when I went to the cinemas last year, they were the theatrical ones. Return of the King was the only one we didn't watch in the cinema. We watched at home, which, of course, as you now know, I only own the extended cut of. So... I don't recall. I've got a suspicion. I'm that sure that Wormtong scene happens. Murdering him doesn't happen. You think he just falls or something because he definitely he definitely dies because the whole thing with, you know, the Eye of Sauron ball, that all still plays out. I thought Pippin just looked down at and and saw it. No. I'm, I'm ha- look, I'm happy to be corrected. It's been that long since I've seen the theatrical cut. I'm just I'm not convinced that that happens in it. Yeah, right. I mean, that's a pretty big difference if he doesn't die. Huge. And because, of course, when it happens, in when we see Saruman and, and Wormtongue get killed, yeah, it immediately informs you that there's something that's not going to happen at the end of this film. Yeah. The yeah. raising of the Shire is not going to be there. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I mean, I, it's, it's great that Christopher Lee gets to go out with a sweet- Death yeah, scene landing on, a, landing on that spike is pretty great. Best death scene in the movie, and yeah. he apparently, I think Peter Jackson tells the story in the extended features, and to this day, twenty years on, the extent the the extra features on the extended edition DVDs are still the extra features. By which all other extra features are mentioned. Yeah. They were just the absolute greatest. They've never been beaten and people should try and be that good. Yeah. Um. Anyway, they do tell the story about like prepping that scene. I think they've like done take one and then like Tongue stabs Saruman in the back and Christopher Lee does what he does. And Jackson comes up and, you know, he, he, you know, he wants it to be a bit more like, oh, or, or something. Christopher Lee, who was a, for- a former like I think he was like special forces, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, and he says to Peter Jackson, "Well, I know what happens." <laughs> <laughs> and Jackson just like backed away. He was like, "You do you, Chris. I don't need the details." That's amazing. It is. It's a really interesting move that. That he does get killed off so early because we spoke earlier about how the main villain in this entire saga is more of an entity and everything up to this point has been operated through Saruman. So as soon as he dies, there's this really weird shift then where there's almost no tangible villain, which is really interesting and like immediately after he dies... Gandalf turns around to one of the other blokes and he's like, you know, tell them that the enemy is on the move. And it's like, well, really? Because, like, the enemy is just an eye in the sky now. Like, it's it's a really interesting turn of events there. i tell you who the enemy kind of is at this point in time. Racism. Gandalf's like, hey, King Theoden, we need to go help Gondor. And Theoden's basically like, build the wall. He wants nothing to do with it. It's disgraceful stuff. We we get a change here that uh, from from the source text, which I think actually serves the film pretty well, which is that they move the reforging of Nasal into the Flame of the West, this sword that Elrond presents Daragon into this film, which I think works quite well. Yeah, yeah. I was, I think a, a lot of people were were like, "What are we skipping this?" <laughs> What's going on? This sword's like quite a big deal, um, but it, it's a it's a cool scene here, and and like it, it's good that we get Hugo Weaving coming back in with his eyebrows being the MVP <laughs> of the entire trilogy. They, they do so eyebrows. much work. <laughs> I mean, they shift a lot of stuff around between these two movies because my recollection is that the the. the 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 spider what's the spider's name it's got a really she-lob. dumb name shelob shelob what a silly name that's actually that's the name you bump on <laughs> that's actually the main character's of- <laughs> <is> called frodo <laughs> that's actually at the end of two towers right yes yeah right yeah what are your thoughts on that moving that here that i'm i'm pretty comfortable with it for two reasons one is that In terms of the actual timeline of these characters... Yeah. Yeah, what Frodo and Sam are doing at the end of Two Towers, down beneath them, is what's happening in Return of the King. Yeah. So, timeline-wise, it just makes sense. It also means that you give Frodo and Sam a bit more to do in this film, other than just walk through Mordor. Yeah, I I was going to say that, because obviously Frodo and Sam are the... I mean, arguably... This is the weird thing about this saga... Frodo is the protagonist at the end of the day. He's the one who has the ring. He's the one who has the, quote-unquote, hero's journey. But not really. Like, particularly by the time you get to this film, Aragon really is the main character. Yeah, it's, um... Yeah, who's the return of the king? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Film is literally fucking named after Aragon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. One thing we do get from... That Frodo and Sam get to witness, in their adventures of Two Towers, transplanted into <laughs> Return of the King, um, our favourite thing, fucking beam of energy into the sky. Yeah, you love a beam of energy. Yeah, I, Me, know, I know you've armies, said this many armies times about to spew forth from <laughs> from Minas Morgul, the evil, corrupted city. At this point in time, I'm assuming we weren't really bumping on. A beam of energy into the sky? I don't feel like it was really a thing back then. Yeah, whereas now. This paved the way, basically. Yeah, now it's like, fuck it, it's probably in Noah Bomb back (laughs) then still. In fact, I don't I don't I don't know the story of white noise. For all I know there is a beam of energy into the sky in white noise. I mean Aronofsky loves a beam into the sky. I'm sure that the whale ends that way. And beams into the sky. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't think I'm sure I didn't bump on it at the time and now it's but now it's just after watching it in seventeen different MCU films. Yeah, it's like oh yeah. for fuck's sake. <laughs> at least in this film, the beam of energy itself isn't like the threats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is yeah, it's a reasonably mysterious beam. Yeah. It doesn't really do anything. It yet. doesn't really do like what is it actually? A beacon? It's not even really a beacon. It's just it's just it's literally just a beam. Yeah. Just for funsies. It's kind of a flex from the Witch King. <laughs> yeah. Just check this shit out. <laughs> I mean, speaking of things being lit, um the beacons. Gondor calling for aid. Genuinely spectacular stuff. Yeah. Like it's there's a there's a degree of self-indulgence about the filmmaking there, and I'm all for it. Like it's just spectacular. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> so good, in fact, that King Theoden stops being racist <laughs> towards <laughs> Gondor. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. Alright, we'll go hell. Stunning turnaround from the king, actually. Yeah. He's like, "No fuck those guys." <laughs> then Aragorn runs in and says, "No, genuinely, they've asked for help." <laughs> yeah. And really without hesitation. He's like, "All right, let's go." <laughs> by this point like by this point Gandalf and Pippin have already have already fucked off. Yeah. They've, they've gone down to Gondor. And we get yet, yet another one of my good on you filmmakers for just for just doing Tolkien and you get like the odd person referring to Gandalf as Mithrandir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes no sense to anyone. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you don't know that makes no sense to anyone and they are just like fuck it. Yeah. We're just going to have people call him Mithrandir and you'll you'll keep up. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. And again, you just you just get Ian McKellen pulling off lines that nobody else could pull off. Like when he puts Pippin on that horse and he says to it's Shadowfax, right? Yeah. yeah Chris Hemsworth. He he says to Chris Hemsworth something like what is it? It's like, show us the meaning of show haste. Show us the meaning of haste. It's like nobody else could pull that line And off. it's incredible. It's so fucking good. <laughs> and off runs the mighty shadow facts, which in these movies is just a just, fucking horse. Wh- it's, it's just, just a, horse. a horse. It's just a horse, mate. Just a horse. <laughs> <laughs> we get another in our, in our series of great Gandalf Pippin moments is during the siege of Gondor which holy shit goes on for a long time. Yes. Holy shit. This is what I was this talking about. So much of this film. Is yeah, the siege of Gondor. This is what I was talking about. And here's the thing. I don't remember if the theatrical cut is this bad. But this movie in this form at least is too long. That's fine. It's it's too long, particularly the battle. It's No, the battle's fine. The battle the battle's not what I have beef with. No, that that entire siege battle sequence, which literally is like two hours. It's really long. It's too long. And what what really grinds my gears <laughs> is I, I think the pacing is really poor because it it is this giant epic battle that lasts for two hours and then at the end of it, ghosts turn up. And it's oh, done, it's okay, you skipped done it in 20 seconds. I mean, you've just skipped two hours. That's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I slept through two hours. I could tell from the snoring. Yeah, how are you complaining about the length when you didn't actually watch it? I totally watched it, mate. All I, those bits where you were snoring, you were I, watching? Uh, well, yeah. I was trying my best to stay awake. All right, well, can I get it's back very to the point I tried to make study. several minutes ago? Yeah, you can. Yeah, much like the movie should have done. It should have been over that quickly. The In our tremendous run of Gandalf-Pippin moments, Pippin literally saves Gandalf's life in one of the skirmishes in the Siege of Gondor. Gandalf turns around, is nice to him for roughly two seconds, yeah. and then tells him to fuck off. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> These two are the best. If there's going to be a Middle Earth sitcom, oh. it should just be Gandalf and Pippin sharing an apartment. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. painting a line down the middle of the room. <laughs> Our other hobbit hobbity hero, my guy Merry. Yep. Yeah. Because in your eyes, there are three hobbit heroes, right? It's, just, it's Frodo, Merry, and Pippin. No, there's four. There's. There's primarily one Hobbit hero, but we'll get to that. Um, he, of course, badly wants to be a part of, of the fight. Yeah. With the, with the rest of the, the Rohirrim. Yeah. And they're like, nah, mate, you're a, you're a Hobbit. Just, yeah. just nah. Um, Eowyn, who, of course, knows exactly how he's feeling. Yeah. She picks him up and is like, all right, let's go. And we know it's Aowen right from the off, which is, which is a departure. Uh, do you have any strong feelings about knowing that it's her that picks him up? Well, right from the beginning. I mean, it kind of takes the realism out of the film because she's a woman, and so she wouldn't really have the physical strength to a ride a horse or b pick up a hobbit. Am I right? I think. I mean, I think Tolkien probably agrees with you. <laughs> um, no, I I haven't read the book, so I have no. Re- I have no. Wait, beef wait, with what? It. <laughs> did, did I know that? I'm sure you knew that. I've spent this whole, <laughs> I spent two and a half podcasts thinking, no, the opposite, no, no. So when I said Tom Bombadil earlier, you were like, I know Tom Who? Bombadil. This is, this is well, maybe I have read the books because I know Tom Bombadil. Um, I have a really bad memory. Is the thing? <laughs> like, I I know Tom Bombadil. I don't know how I know it though. Um, oh, yeah, but well, I'd recommend the books. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're good. I hear they're decent. Yeah, they're quite good. So I I have no personal beef with uh, knowing that. Do, do you think it makes a difference? Would you rather be in suspense about oh someone? Saved yeah, I think you? I think it's co- I think there's a I think there's a mm, yeah I think there's potential for a cooler reveal down the track that it's a rather right when she picks him up. See, but maybe it's just because of the way the movie is constructed, I don't feel like there could ever be suspense there because that story has been built. Like you said, we know that she already feels bad for him. We know that she wants to fight as well. What's well, it's fine if you suspect it, because then when it happens, you can have a, yeah, I fucking knew it. I don't think it's a suspect, though. I feel like it's just a, yeah, okay, that's, that's that. Well, I think it'd be better. And since, you yeah, know, only one of us has read it, I'm <laughs> probably going to go with me. Oh, I've read it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um... Genuinely great comedic moment in this movie. I love it. I love it every time I watch it is when the the gates of Gondor are finally going to be breached yeah. by this large wolf-like. Battering ram that yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the orcs are very taken with. Yeah, they keep smashing it again and again. Really like, it's a they pretty, really respond to this thing. It's a pretty cool battering ram, though, uh, like the flames coming out of the mouth. Yeah, I don't know if that helps, but- It looks sick. <laughs> it looks good. <laughs> um, Gandalf's lied about whatever comes through those gates, yeah. you will stand your ground. And then the look on his face. Yeah. When what comes through comes through is genuinely fucking priceless. It is priceless, yeah. Uh, great job, McKellen. Have we mentioned McKellen's good? I don't know if we have. <laughs> Maybe we should take a moment just to say how good McKellen is. I mean, um, there are some some new actors in- We haven't really spoken about, about some of them. I don't know if we mentioned Carl Urban in the last We didn't episode. really- No, I don't think we really talked about Urban. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm an Urban fan. Where are you on, Carl Urban? Oh, yeah, pro-Urban. Yeah, you haven't watched The Boys, though, have you? The Boys is great. Carl um, Urban's very good, and he was very pretty back then. Yeah, very um, effective Russian hitman in the Bourne Supremacy. <laughs> yeah. Really like him in that. Yeah. Bones, of course, in Star Trek. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very pro-Urban. I think he's great in this film. Yeah, it was something of a revelation, really, for maybe, maybe not in New Zealand, but everywhere else I'd wager, yes. Yeah. And obviously, we also get to meet uh, Faramir and Boromir's daddy. Ah, Denethor, yes, who is in the extended Two Towers, but not the theatrical. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um- and isn't he a right prick? He really, really I mean, really you is. would have daddy issues. Yeah. As soon as he came on screen, I said to you, there's a scene where he eats chicken really disgustingly. It's that, really it, haunted you, it's, that, hasn't it? It's stuck in my mind. The, the way he bites that cherry tomato and he's like... Yeah. Like, there's so many mouth noises. I mean, as soon as you said it, I was like, it is imprinted on my brain as well. Like, yeah. I knew the exact shot you were talking about. Yes, yeah. And it, it like, is revolting. It is really good filmmaking, though. Like, d- just that- Oh, you want to recoil it from sum- this guy. It sums up everything about this character. <laughs> yeah. Um. Dreadful bastard, Denethor. Yeah. Dreadful. <laughs> yeah. Um, fucking poor Faramir. I do like Faramir more in this movie. I was going to ask that. Yeah, yeah. Is he Is he closer to your visions of Faramir in the book? Clo- closer, yeah. Yeah, I, I still, I mean, yeah, film, film, Faramir just is still, quite simply, is not Book Faramir, just not, he's just not as good. We get a kind of glossed over romance between him and Aowen in the in this extended cut, which I don't think is really there in the theatrical. Which I suppose kind of makes sense, given that I mean, since this is Middle Earth, Aowen's probably the first woman Faramir's seen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It <laughs> would make sense. And as, a, as, a, as a straight male, he was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I like Miranda Otto. Yeah, I'm pro. Yeah. Well, no, we haven't really discussed her either, <laughs> so that's why I was <laughs> throwing there. <laughs> it's so late. It's really, really late. <laughs> Are you really going to drive all the way home? I am. So just like in the Helm's Deep Battle where every time I watch it, I manage to forget that Gandalf's turning up and then I'm like, sweet, <laughs> he's here. I, I forget that the Rohirrim are on their way really? when I'm watching the Siege of Gondor. And then as Gandalf's squaring off against the Witch King and that horn sounds, I'm like, oh, Ripper, great timing, <laughs> Rohan. Good job, you. Um, so the first good TV that I ever bought. Yeah. I plugged it in at home, and was oh, oh, this was your first. It's like what? What should we put on? What should be the first thing we put on? Oh wow! And it was it was that it was that specific scene. It was the charge. Just the the scene, not even the the whole movie. Yeah, no, we wanted. We were like, what's one like shit hot thing? (laughs) Wow, that is going to look good on our on our new giant TV. Yeah, which now you wouldn't consider that giant, but at the time it was like holy mother of god. Yeah. Um, Yeah, The Charge of the Rohirrim was the first thing that we watched. My go-to is always Sphere. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. You're like, I wonder if this can make this seem good. Um, No, it's Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is what I always go to. Yeah. That's interesting that you just watched a scene. Yeah. Um, Then probably started from the beginning. Well, I probably started with Fellowship, to be honest. Yeah. Also, shout out. I don't think we can spend that long on Denethor other than to point out that he was a dreadful prick. Um, great job, makeup team, on McKellen when he goes to rescue Faramir yeah. from the crazed Denethor. At this point, the, the Siege of Gondor's been going on for a while at this point. Hours. And he looks so utterly fucking spent. Yeah. Like, McKellen looks like he's just going to fall off his horse. Yeah, he really does. I am not gonna lie. I actually found it a little distracting, to be honest. Particularly just in that one scene where he really, really did look. Oh yeah, like uh, on the edge of his death. End. Yeah, and it, it did kind of actually pull me out of it a little bit. I am like, wow, okay, he, they're they're really go they're really swinging for it. Here. I think it's awesome. I love that. Yeah, right. Um, I also love or flaming just. Charging off the edge of- Best shot in the whole movie, when he just runs out of that room, covered in flames. It's awesome. So good. It's awesome. Do you think the movie thinks, look how awesome and pro-women we are, with the line, I am no man? Yes. 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 They're like, look at us, we're so good. It's like, oh, wow, you gave a line to a woman. (laughs) Good job, movie. Yeah, now let her talk to another woman. <laughs> and and the Witch King is, I mean, he's fucking stunned because he probably didn't realise there were women in Middle Earth. <laughs> yeah, probably. He's like, I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't cater for this in my prophecy because <laughs> I didn't know you fucking existed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we get, I'm, I've caught back up to where you were a little while ago. Yeah. Then we get the cheat code army. <laughs> and it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> Honestly, like I said, so Aragon's gone off on his side quest. Yeah, to recruit this army of the dead. Yeah, who, 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 who are just too good. Yeah, it sucks. He turns up with an unbeatable army. Like, and this, yeah, this this battle that had been going quite poorly for everyone involved. Yeah, on- over in a flash. Honestly, every time I watch this movie, like I said, I dislike it. More because the battle is so 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 long, and then it's just done, and it's like what? It's just it's re- it's poorly executed, I think. And all you've got to cling to is Legolas surfing down an olifant. Yeah, yep, which is not that cool. I'm still kind of. I'm I'm actually still pro Legolas <laughs> no, versus the olifant. No way, no. Nah. It's 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 bad for me. It's that's bad. for me. That's still just on this side. And and over there is him running up, <laughs> falling stones in the Hobbit. I just I just find the the whole battle sequence in this film, it, visually it's not as interesting as Helm's Deep. It's about an hour longer than Helm's Deep, which is already a pretty epic battle, and it's just very repetitive and samey. I, like you were talking about how much you hated cutting away to the ends, whereas here the- I don't hate cutting away to the ends. Well, oh, you said that. You no said it kind of kills the flow. And yeah, but it I did say. Yeah, were you listening to what I said? <laughs> clearly, not. I mean, clearly not. It's on tape. I'll listen <laughs> back. Whereas here, for me at least, the cuts away from the quote-unquote battle are the best bits of that two hours. When you cut to, you know, the king losing his mind and getting the oil and stuff. He's and not. He's uh, He's not the king. He's the steward. Whatever. <laughs> Like, that- What's the name of the movie? <laughs> Shut up, man. <mate. laughs> that bit is awesome. Even even Aragorn's side quest, where he's going to get this army of the dead, is much more interesting than when they actually turn up. Like, I just think all of those little bits where it cuts away, they- If it, if it weren't for them, I'd be out. I'd be so bored. <laughs> I'd be falling asleep. <laughs> It's just hilarious that the action is what sends you to sleep. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's- Yeah, yeah. My favourite edition that- I remember being kind of dismayed when this wasn't in the film when I first saw it and then just utterly overjoyed when it was in the proper edition. (laughs) Um, That is the mouth of Sauron that comes out to greet them at the Black Gates and that is, oh man, the it's- makeup and the cinematography is so good. That makeup job where they they did the the like the cracking wounds yeah. around the the mouth, which then yeah, they then make larger yes yeah. than, it, than it naturally should be with the the idea being that just giving voice to his master yeah takes this disgusting physical toll on him. The execution of it is oh. just absolutely sensational. That scene fucking rules. I can't even quite put my finger on exactly what they've done, but there's a really cool camera technique they've got going there as well, where it's almost like it's almost like the the movement of the camera is locked to the the face. So, there's all these weird moments where it like it turns so, like the face turns suddenly and stuff and the camera does something strange at the same time and it's really off-settling and yeah I love it. Uh it's the uh Australian actor who plays him. It's the guy's the the gyro pilot from Mad really? Max. Really? <laughs> yeah. There it's you that go. guy. I don't know his name. He's just you know slightly odd-looking Australian actor. Everyone yeah. every yeah. Australian knows him but yeah, no yeah. one knows his name. Yeah. <laughs> This this is right before, probably what I would vote for as best shot of the film. When they decide to to just charge, they are utter, absolutely surrounded, and they decide they're just going to charge them and go out in a blaze of glory. Effectively, yeah, the shot of Merry and Pippin yep. leading the charge, yeah, in front of everyone else who's twice their size is. I think pretty fucking great. Yeah. Um, yeah. As is then the the shot of them just getting like swept up in this charge of of everyone larger than them. Just because it's it's you never you never forget the size of the hobbits, really. But I suppose maybe there's a degree to which you just with them so often that maybe yeah it's not front of mind. Yeah. Um, I love the development of Merry and Pippin as well throughout the saga. Like they. I think that they have probably arguably one of the most heroic journeys. You know, like Frodo, he's got a little bit of obviously like the Jesus story, like he has to do this, doesn't really want to, and, and he can't do it without his buddies. And And obviously the big finale of this film is, well, Sam is the true hero, and we'll, we'll get to that. But Merry and Pippin, I think that their journey is really, really strong because they're just kind of layabouts who just want to have fun. And by the end of this movie, like you say, they are leading the charge and it's kind of, there's something really beautiful about the way that it's basically for each other, really. Like, they are just that good of friends that they, just, they yeah, it's really nice. And they're both so, with you know, one kind of dedicates his service to Rohan, one to Gondor, and they're both so sincere. Yes, yeah. In, in the way they go about that. Yeah. Um, but then ultimately, as you said, it comes back to this connection. Yeah. That's the two of them. These guys are like it's like Jane Silent Bob. These guys are soulmates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hetero life mates. Yeah. Are, are we up to are we up to true hero Sam then? I I I feel like we are. So yeah, I feel like we are. <laughs> the true hero of the book, Return of the King. Yeah. And indeed, prop and so probably ultimately the entire Thing, yeah, is Samwise Gamgee, yeah, <laughs> um, this steadfast guy who's been there with and for Frodo, yeah, every step of the way. And when it all becomes too much for Frodo, Sam is there. Now oh, I know where and- you're going with this because I know how you feel about this. And when <laughs> and you- I so so let me say this, I love the character of Sam, yeah. I'm so pro Sam. Sam is an absolute fucking champion. He's a hero. He can't carry it, but he can carry you. <laughs> and and Sean Aston is not my <laughs> Sam. <laughs> yeah. Sean Aston is bad. I, I I don't think he's bad. I think he's actively bad. I mean like I I don't love him. By any means. But he's never bothered me. I must say though, when we were watching the movie and you brought up your alternate casting, I was like, oh, oh yes. Oh my yes. Because you asked me, it's this is going back years now. You said to me, so who would you have? And it took I think it made, I think I probably threw out a couple of names, just kind of, you know, cycling through people. And then it hit me. And I was like, well, this obviously changes some other films yeah but for mm, yeah but i my dream in my dream reality yeah martin freeman is I Sam. i mean it's an it's such a great call like it's you, the the office era martin freeman yeah you and i both loved the office we both loved him and it firstly if he if he was sam it would save him from having to be Bilbo in those terrible movies. <laughs> yeah, that'd I, be I great. Think, I think Martin Freeman's Sam would be sensational. And it would be like I was saying when we were talking about Fellowship and I was like so many of these characters, just if I reread the book, that is who I see. Yeah. I 100% do not see Sean Astin when I'm reading about my guy, Sam. It is a really weird- If, it, if it's Martin Freeman, yeah. I think I see Martin Freeman. It is a really weird pull, actually. Like, we, we really haven't spoken about Sean Aston at all. And that's because you pulled back because you wanted to save it for him. I didn't want to besmirch Fellowship <laughs> of the Ring. <laughs> but, it, I mean, arguably, was Sean Aston probably the biggest name? I, don't I mean know. How, how, many, how many toy soldiers fans are there out there? Well like there? there's yeah I was going to say there's a difference between being a big name and being a draw. I don't think he was a draw. But he like he was a pretty established actor like he, you know Encino man. Rudy? <laughs> yeah, Rudy. Like he probably was actually the biggest name. It's actually kind of strange casting when you look at it like that. When you go how did that happen? Yeah. In this film that is Predominantly, kind of English or Kiwi or Australian actors to bring Sean Astin in to place. It is a weird. I think bit he of basically begged for the for the role. Really is is he a lot of the ring? Uh, he fan? was really going for it. Yeah, right. Um, and let me say this: not that Sean Astin cares <laughs> what I have to say. Seems like a lovely guy. Yeah. Good luck to you, Sean.
1: You just um, think he I, sucks. I, I,
0: I wish well for you and, and, and your family. Uh, I also think you're kind of bad at your job and you are not my Sam. Jeez, that's so harsh. The poor guy is probably sobbing in Kinda his bed I right kind of liked now. it when you got killed in Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> no. No justice for Bob. <laughs> no, I actually really genuinely enjoyed that. And I think it's specifically because of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. All right. N- another challenger for- my favorite shot of of this film is i think certainly my favorite shot of gollum which is when he's got the ring back off frodo after frodo has in a in a startling move for a for a hero flat out failed yeah yeah and gollum gets the ring back and that shot of him with his arms out looking and so like lethal. he's just astonished yeah that i've 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 done it I've won, and he's this mix between astonishment and sheer glee. Yeah. Um, yeah, we said they got better at Gollum between films two and three. That is that is really astonishing that they get that level of emotion, hundred percent into yeah. a fucking cartoon, a hundred percent. Because you can you can see Andy Serkis in that. Like you can see his. Actual performance, and that's more than just motion capture. That's yeah, it's like facial and emotion capture. It's it really is well done. It's a great shot. (laughs) My mum once tried to argue that, well, mate, you know, Gollum's kind of you know, Gollum's kind of the real here in the end. Without him, they don't even get to Mordor. Without him, it does, you know, Frodo just puts on the ring and fucks off. Without Gollum, they don't destroy it. Um, the dad was like, that's like saying. Judas is the hero of the Bible. <laughs> that's just wrong. <laughs> no, I see I totally see where you mom is coming from and that's that's where I think that story-wise this really works is that it's not ultimately one thing. Like Frodo could not have done this on his own. And yeah, whether that be by Sam or by Gollum, like Gollum, Gollum, literally does help them. They wouldn't even be at Mount Doom if he hadn't led them there. After copying yet another spectacular beating, oh, so many, geez, oh, so many. Christ. He just gets the shit beat out of him over and over and over and over again. Sam really gives it to him. Yeah, in the, the foothills of Mount Doom. Holy <laughs> <Yeah>. shit! <laughs> and then we get the ten endings of Return of the King. Yep. The the now I I don't know if you and I have ever actually had this discussion. Everyone has had this discussion. Everybody knows that this movie drags its feet at the end and that there are too many endings. Do you feel the same way? Um, I I see the argument and I can't argue that 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 common take is wrong. Yeah. Does it bother me? No. No, it doesn't. Because there are literally- It's like the movie, you know, we've been here for hour after hour after hour and- I'm kind. I'm not quite ready to let go, and it's like the movie isn't quite ready to let go, and so I'm kind of just okay with it. Oh man, there are literally like at least five points where you could just stop and roll credits, and it would be yeah fine. I I think that I think the line that that Elijah Wood says of when he presents the books to Sam, yeah, there's a couple. It says there's left. room for a little more. I think that is a joke, and I think it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that line is completely knowing. Yeah, right. Cuz to me that that's absolutely. Like by that point already there's been five times it should have ended. And we've skipped the the raising of the Shire. Yeah, but that absolutely. There could have been experiment. another 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that absolutely is where it should end when when Frodo goes off on his little death cruise. <laughs> yeah, right. So you think that the heart you think the ship going into the sunset at the harbor end it there. I mean at, uh, like at, at d- the, there's no the doubt latest. That, there's no doubt that in the cinema you're going Yeah. This is where the credits will roll. At this, the is la- at the this is very obviously the is Very obviously the end of a film. Yeah. Um we don't we don't need Sam. At the end of a really really quite effective emotional scene. The yeah. the, fare- the farewells I find very affecting. Yeah, and then then we just get Sam in the Shire. And then we, then we don't Sam, need it. And if that's Martin Freeman, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I reckon in fact I'd be like, yes, the film the film recognizes that this this guy here is the true hero and that's why we're ending with him. Yeah. And I'd be really happy with it. Instead, I'm like, why the fuck are we ending with Sean Aston? <laughs> this is some bullshit. What are you doing with him? What's I've got it's really late. I've forgotten your name. Sam's wife. Rosie. Rosie. Rosie, Rosie. Cotton. Rosie Cotton Gamgee. Is that a name now? Yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> It's a weird name. I hear the name Cotton and I just got to scream. Yeah. Yeah. Cotton Weir- Weary. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah. Pro ending with Sam, not pro ending with Sean Aston. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I said in, I think I said in the fellowship pod that. <laughs> that and- was so, that was hours ago. <laughs> now. Was, that. Andrew Lesney did wind up winning cinematography. Yes. When I assumed for Return of the King, because it won fucking everything. Yeah. He wasn't even nominated. I, w- I was utterly wrong. Yeah, right. And in, in Oscars quiz, I'd have taken a hard L. Right let, there. let me ask you a question about the Oscars. Now, everybody knows that Weinstein, famously, is a grub. <laughs> but more than that, he- would basically buy Oscars. Shakespeare in love. Do you think that this film with different producers has this run at the Oscar? Like, do you think that this is actually deserving of all of its Oscars or do you think this was bought? The, yeah. This is Weinstein. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think that this would get this half was, of this was full, This was full pressuring people into recognizing and honoring the entire yeah absolutely. achievement. yes. and I get which I, we, yeah, which yeah <laughs> yuck, <okay. laughs> yuck. I'm kind of agreeing with him like that's <laughs> that part of it. I it, it's it is I'm, it's, I'm cool with. it's worthy, but I, this film does not deserve all of these Oscars. no, no, I tell you what's weird is when you're just tallying up all the ones that's won, you would assume because you're just like checking off all the technical categories look like, okay, surely it won that one, that one, that. Won that. Um, it one sound mixing, not sound editing, not sound editing. Yeah, right. <laughs> See, that's that's weird. That's really weird. It's just yeah. It's kind of a. There's a lot of Oscars though. It had a very good night. Was it eleven? It's a. It's eleven, isn't it? That's the the number that I, Titanic I think, and Ben Hur have. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, Titanic, fully deserving of those Oscars. Titanic, is. I mean, it's just not even close to LA Confidential. It's not <laughs> even close. I mean, but from a technical standpoint. I'm fine with it winning sound and visual effects. That's fine. Have it. <laughs> LA Confidential is, is a good movie, but Titanic, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I For my money, Titanic deserves those Oscars. it Absolutely, that's I'm horrified. But, but this, I'm horrified. Movie, this movie wouldn't be nominated for I I would argue probably nine of them, if it wasn't for the stain. Yeah, there's plenty of them. Well, no, it's not that it's not that many because there's there's you, I think you're just discounting too many below the line things maybe that it won for makeup, art yeah, direction, great great the, the sounds great little effects. makeup nod with the uh, the orc that's based on Weinstein. Yeah, someone knew. Yeah. Well, I mean, we know now that many, many people knew, but- Yeah. <laughs> 11 fucking Oscars, though. That's a lot. That is a lot. They had a very good night. That's a lot. That's that's almost, well, that's just over a quarter of the amount of nuggets that we ate. <laughs> yeah. I'm not not loving that decision. <laughs> I feel pretty sick and really tired. Yeah, Yeah, both those things are true. I mean, oh, Jesus- I'm go- I'm going to be woken up in less than five hours. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> well, okay. I think we're at the end then. How are you scoring Return of the King? Um. Yeah. Look, this it, this movie still has it. Kind of, it still has a grip on me. Um. I got nine. Yeah, I always thought I was a nine on this, but I've moved down to an eight. I always thought for me it went Fellowship, King, Towers. But I I think I flipped those bottom two now. I think that they're both an eight, maybe with towers just edging this one. Yeah, good good movie still. Like, don't get me wrong, it's still a good movie. Imagine it with Martin Freeman. Oh man, then it's a 10. (laughs) Surely, I mean, could someone just mocap Martin Freeman circa? turn of the century into all three films for us that'd be great just just do a fan edit just take bits of him from the office and <laughs> cut them into this or just like do a do a Jar Jar edit and cut Sam out <laughs> <laughs> well the movie wouldn't work without no, Sam no it would be a real dick move to Tolkien that yeah alright well we did it do we have anything left to say about The Lord of the Rings if it wasn't 2am probably <laughs> um, but no I think I'm probably done this is absolutely our longest run of episodes ever. This is three like hour-long episodes back to back. It was insane. That's normally what we would cover in a month back in the day. Oh, I mean, honestly, our marathons in the past, we would do two movies per episode, and we'd be hitting thirty-five minutes. These are dead These are you know, these are films we really like, and they're dense and moves. they're awfully long. <laughs> We did well. Th- this is this was fun. This was awesome to catch up with you again and to watch some good movies. This this was this was good fun. Yeah, when are we uh, when are we re- revisiting Jungle Cruise? <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Well, as as mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago, I'm going to be going fortnightly from here on out. So I don't I don't even know what's next. I'm in Japan while these are airing. I'm at Disneyland right now, people, and I'm sure it's the best. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It's really late. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with me, you can do that at wewatchtething.com or wewatchthe at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at WeWatchththing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash we thing. And I'm sure Toph will be back for a Christmas special, right? <laughs> eh. <laughs> Catches.